Hello and welcome to StoryWorks podcast series, Soka Zerwende. Today we are going to discuss the experiences of adolescent girls and young women in Zimbabwe living with HIV. And our theme for today is digital generation, our generation. I have guests here with me today and I would like you to introduce yourself to Stephen. I'm Pelagia Banda from Restless Development. Hello everyone, my name is Yuvet Wiskawangai, Restless Development. I'm Clarice Chigamba from Hope for Adolescents and Youth. Uh, thank you guys for introducing yourself. So I'd want to understand, what do you understand by the theme, our digital generation, our generation? My understanding of this, yes, theme, digital generation, our generation, is that we are basically looking at uh, people or young people born in the generation whereby they have uh, wide access to modern age technology, such as computers, smartphones, tablets, and even digital information such as the internet. Okay, thank you. So what does it represent to you as an individual, a young girl, a young woman, and also I believe that you're leaders of the community, to the community, what does it mean, what does it imply? For me, it implies that we are living in a global village right now, whereby we have easy access to everyone across the whole globe. I can communicate easily to someone who's made in England, and I've, uh, variety of information at my fingertips. Whenever I need information, I can get it right, readily available. Instead of going to the libraries or to school, I can actually use my phone and get whatever information that I need, regards of maybe SRH and even HIV prevention or even health in general. Okay, thank you so much. But from the perspective of, of the community, how do they feel this generation? What do they think about it? From my community, where I'm coming from, they are viewing it as uh, more like a global village, like I was saying, because most people, they now have easy access to the internet and they can, uh, for young women, they use the internet, specifically uh, social media for entrepreneurship. Because some of these people, they use the social media like WhatsApp, Facebook to advertise their businesses and it's become very easy for them to have a larger clientele. So there was mention of the global village with opportunities. So I would like to learn more about the opportunities that exist for young girls and adolescents living with HIV in Zimbabwe. Are there opportunities because of this globalization which has come as a result of being in a digital generation, which is indeed our generation? Okay, thank you. Globalization has brought about a lot of jobs. We can talk about digital jobs, web designing, online Twitter, social media influencer, the likes of Mighty Team, Madam Boss. They are earning a living out of the things they are doing. Distance learning, us as young women, as young girls, we can learn using digital learning, even in the arms of COVID-19. Learning continues. So are there any barriers, are there any hindrances that has been imposed by this generation? Because of course, we talked about opportunities, we talked about advantages, but within each and every setup, there are always those hindrances, those barriers, but are they there in this digital generation? Uh, yes, the barriers that hinder are other young girls in the There is like how there are other communities who do not have electricity, uh, and also there is a lack of like in some schools, uh, for example, in Bofi, uh, we do not have computers. As the schools, they do not have computers. So uh, young girls from there, they lack uh, computers. They do not even know how to operate uh, a computer. And hence, they are left behind. And there is also some network coverages. 
network problems. Uh, these also means uh, the girl, the girl child from accessing the internet connection. Uh, plus there is also cyberbullying that uh, you find on social platforms. For example, a girl, uh, if she wants to send a, even an inspirational message, uh, there are some guys you can see that is is a negative thing so she does not have the power or she is shy to send a message because I'm concerned criticizer in Iran. So this is sending girls from in digital. I think you need so much going back to the opportunities. I want to know how people learn that these opportunities are we seeing that these opportunities are there for for the girls, for the young women out there. Are they really there? Uh, I believe that opportunities are there, but uh, from where I come from in Hopi, sometimes I don't have access to a computer or a smartphone. Two, I don't have electricity, even if I have a smartphone, but we don't have electricity to recharge my phone. Then the not network coverage there is very poor. So sometimes uh, there are opportunities there, they are advertised on the internet. But mm -hmm. we might receive the notifications that they have been advertised. It's already too late. So sometimes I miss those opportunities due to different uh, uh, things that I have mentioned, network, uh, electricity. And so we have opportunities, but for some of us, they, they are, we can't really maximize those opportunities. Very insightful indeed. So are we saying that this gen digital generation has introduced an even playing field where we are saying men and women, boys and girls have equal access to these opportunities, they have equal access to this digital information, to this digital technology. How far is it in terms of gender disparities? Can you, can you somewhat elaborate on that? It's not as equal as you want it to be. And they should introduce the computer as a computer as a compulsory subject, and they should include it in the school curriculum so that everyone can have uh, equal opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then they get to choose if they want to be involved or not, rather than um, just saying this is for guys. And Japanese primary socialization it's important because as we are kids and we grow up, or the brother. But us girls, at least, could be that same opportunity. We're exposed to technology and everything. So that girls should be given room to experiment as well and learn, and also be confident around my gadgets. So, in terms of healthcare services, we're talking about adolescent girls and young women living with HIV in Zimbabwe. How then can we mainstream the digital generation so that it allows accessibility, it allows affordability, it allows the young girls out there to be able to access their medication on time? How can we utilize this digital generation? How can we do mainstream? I think they should also introduce an application. I have there's an application for COVID where you can just like go there and access everything. If they do that for people with HIV and AIDS, then it will be easier because some of these people, they don't want people to know that they are sick. So for confidentiality, for privacy, that would also work for people with HIV and AIDS. Uh, and also to add on, I believe that when, uh, one, when one is HIV, positive in terms of transferring 
there is need for so much paperwork. I have to go to where I was collecting my drugs and that they have to write a letter to the new clinic where I will be collecting my drugs. So if possible, they can just have a, a, a way or a platform on the internet whereby everything, all my details about the kind of uh, medication I was taking, which line I was on, whatever that they require, they have it online. Then when I go to a new clinic, maybe I've moved to work or uh, I'm just transferring from where I'm living. So when I go to the next clinic, there, is, there isn't much trouble with me getting more, uh, getting my medications because sometimes I'll end up not adhering to my uh, medication because I have to run around between hospitals and sometimes maybe I'm here in Harare, but for now I'm here in Harare, but I'll be going to Blawaya sometime. So the costs and also the time I spent moving around, sometimes my medication can take me or can't sustain me up until that time. So if possible, they can just make it easier to get every information that they need online. So even when I move to a new place, I don't have the hassle of moving around to get my medication. Thank you so much. So I've noticed that we are young people, we are vibrant. So there are very many platforms that we have on social media. How then can we use these platforms that we have so that we have people have access to information because they say knowledge is power. What can we do as young people, as girls, as ourselves? Because we need to also be driving, to be on the forefront, leading initiatives. What can we do? What innovative ways can we come up with in terms of information accessibility? We can take advantage of the social media platforms that we have. For instance, we take for example, people are usually always on Twitter. If someone starts a hashtag, it can go a long way. It trends as long as the information is relevant and it can help someone else. So I think we can take advantage of that. We, I can take also, for example, uh, TikTok. You can also use that creating videos that can actually impact a person's life in a good way. Thank you. So we are in the COVID-19 area. We can say that it is brought about its dynamics. It's something new. It's a new normal. So how has the COVID-19 impacted on this digital generation? Well, COVID-19 served as a wake-up call in this country, for the whole country, so that uh, we are lacking in as far as technology is concerned. For Sadatas, which we went through um, lockdown, which was, it just happened and no one wasn't even prepared for it. And then online learning was introduced and Tikadotar Sam Zimbabwe only the group A schools benefited uh, from that because they have the capacity, they have the resources. But Tikadotar Sam local schools, government schools, rural schools we could not afford. And Tadotar Sam Kwachinoto Bakuharari South, Tadotar Sam Nyaye Kutatinoto coverage. They had to and then uh, we cannot afford it. we are poor, we just average. We cannot afford to be buying it every day. So I think it, we, it helped us to realize that we And us living in a digital era, we need to do better. We need to improve. We need um, the help of the government to provide domain my computers with my schools so that children will be able to access to Zakadar. I noticed that you're talking about the education sector, but I want to know in terms of health, in terms of uh, people living with HIV, 
what what has been the challenges that has been associated with being in lockdown has been with everything that is happening uh people living with hiv and aids there were cases that which people could not access since they they required a letter for a person to travel which was difficult because for a person we need a letter i mean i don't have a letter i only have a book i need to go and collect my my medication and everything. but then those people were still in a situation and they could not understand me i need this and i need this this month so i think introducing the application as you have said you can access it online could be a good thing yes uh, i want to agree uh, they should be an app. Uh, for instance, in we do not have a clinic. Uh, so people have to travel from Ushiwakunze to Hopli. Oh, and also they do not have a police. Uh, uh, so if you are abused, uh, there were cases where people were abused and they had to walk uh, from Ushiwakunze to Hopli. Pane distance to about. So people could be, so for them could be, travel especially when it is dark Manero, it was hard for them so my cases are they take up a lockdown uh, and people did not get help because uh, if uh, for example Adam scanner who was being who was abused uh, maybe sexually abused uh, she did not have a transport to go to from Ushewa Kunze to the, to the clinic or around about police station because it was late the Paolo concept, they, they were, they are robberies that take place uh, uh, on your way to the, to the police. So if there is an app, Yeguti, uh, I can access or I can even report my case to the police uh, at my home, home stand. I think it is much safer. I think also if we make use of the internet, uh, maybe the Minister of Health in partnership with different SSOs, uh, they introduce an application whereby they check. Thank you so much. So we talked about uh, COVID-19 and a whole lot of other issues, but we also talked that this digital generation has exposed people to social media. And with social media, there's so many issues, body shaming, cyberbullying. So there's actually a need to make sure that when you're online, when you're using the internet, you're safe. So we'd like to go into brief discussion about how can you make yourself safe when using the internet? How can we achieve online safety for adolescent girls and young men in Zimbabwe living with HIV and adolescent girls and young women in general? How can we be able to do that? Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, the name is Shasani uh, Dick from the Institute of Children and Trust. And I'm also an avid social media personality. So when you talk of online safety, you know, the internet is a very interesting place. You learn a lot, you do a lot, but also it comes with its own set of dangers, like uh, body shaming, harassment, uh, sexual objectification, revenge porn, and all sorts of things that have happened. And I, I, I understand and fully appreciate that most of you understand these things by now, but there are just a few tricks that you have to play along with when you want to stay safe online first and foremost uh, never share your password with anyone and uh, if possible try to turn on what is called two-factor authentication methods on all your social media accounts so you avoid being hacked and also you can also ensure that you don't open links that are sent by people who don't know especially on your email or those clickbaits on whatsapp that say that you've won something congratulations or the government is offering scholarships click this link to apply Usually those are what you call clickbait and they're usually very dangerous. 
and also one important thing as a girl in young women is important not to also promote hate and misogyny online when you see another young woman being dragged also it's also important to also stay in their corner and try to to defend them if possible try to understand how the issue began rather than also to see other young women dragging fellow women online it actually creates space for people to take it into the real world uh, our internet behavior unfortunately transcends into the real world so what you hear people saying online is what you see them doing on the street rape jokes are never to be tolerated at all report them to facebook they take them down racist uh, discriminatory statements against those with disabilities members of the lgbtqi community there are some of the things that you also have to keep out and look out for especially online and also ensure that you don't participate in them but generally the internet is quite interesting a lot of endless possibilities but just remember to stay safe and uh, ensure that you also your sisters keep online thank you Okay, thank you so much for such an informative discussion, but I just have one more question. How can we make this information cascade for general uh, women out there because there is an information gap? Okay, yes, as much as we are embracing the digital divide, the radio remains one of the most powerful tools in terms of sending information. As much as we package our information to be delivered via the internet, let's also package it to traditional media and also ensure that when we design communication material, it's also easily downloaded for those who are using WhatsApp. The majority of the 5 million internet users in Zimbabwe, they use WhatsApp mostly. And uh, when we talk of Facebook, uh, Twitter, and other like 70 million countries. So if we're a huge uh, disparity in terms of those who use uh, the AFA social media networks, but whenever we ensure we want to disseminate information, let's uh, package it in different formats for different platforms so that it is accessible. Most of us use what is called uh, in-bundle browsing, where you buy a WhatsApp bundle. So if you post it on your website, I will not be able to see it. How best do you package information so that it comes to you on WhatsApp? It can come maybe in the form of a text, in form of a voice note like this podcast can be distributed via audio clips on WhatsApp. It also reaches quite a lot of people. So it's very important that as communication people, as young women, we know who are the target, uh, who's our target audience. Also understand what kind of audio devices and what kind of internet devices they use and the social media networks that they are most prevalent on. And try to ensure that we customize our content and deliver in such a way that we can also continue to do. Okay, thank you so much, everyone, for such an informative discussion. So for any further information concerning this discussion that we had, or if you want to have uh, help or you have other issues, you can always contact us on the Tabula platform, and our toll-free number is 080-80441. I'll repeat the number again, 080-80441. So if you want to find information about this podcast, you can always go to Facebook, or Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, and we also have WhatsApp groups, which are peer-to-peer WhatsApp groups where you can always find this podcast. Thank you.